White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons. Call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo. Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Socks. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message, or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com is the way you can leave us a email. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, how's your weekend? My weekend is really damn good, actually, aside from that Bears game. Am I right, Ugh. folks? Haha, <laughs> sports. Um Ugh. So uh, my daughter's been doing music class, uh, so something to keep her busy. You know, anyone who has a young kid, like any any kid below the age of 10, my daughter is 7, you know, you, you may relate to the struggle of trying to get your kids to get interested in something. You know, uh, I know most of my guy friends who have boys, they're all, you know, insane about sports, so that's an easy fit. But I have a daughter, and, you know, getting them to latch on to something can be tricky. We've put her in all types of stuff, ballet, swimming, uh, a lot of stuff. Um She's taken to music, so she's been in music class a couple times a week, and uh, this past Saturday, uh, her music class, uh, the School of Rock, just like the movie, uh, not School of the other thing, Herb, uh, they they did a performance with the kids at the Hard Rock Cafe downtown Chicago, so Mm. each age group did their performance. And uh, they do a couple songs each, and they kind of display their skills and what they've been working on. So the place was packed. So uh, my daughter was up there playing the playing the keyboard. Uh, you know, they did Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes. They did Hit Me With Your Best Shot and Hot Blooded. So a nice three-pack of songs there for the, the kids ages like 6 to 10. And uh, my daughter just loved it every minute of it. She, no stage fright at all. You know, just she did great on her part, and she came on late in the game with her classmates. Like she, she got into music class while they were already working on this routine for the songs, and she was able to catch up and uh, and do her damn thing on the keyboard. So she is uh, the the second ham in the family in terms of people who like attention and stage time. And uh, I've been lucky enough to do shows at Metro and all, all across the city. So she uh, is coming after me in terms of the amount of people that she's performed in front of because it was a packed house at the Hard Rock Cafe. So it was pretty awesome to see your kid out there uh not have any stage fright and uh, just get out there and just rock out man she was she was in, in the zone man it was a vibe out there so yeah i had a pretty good weekend how about yourself really good and uh f- forgot to tell you guys uh, thanks for making locked oh, on God. socks your first listen every day and remember locked on socks is free and available on all platforms including youtube we're at locked on socks on youtube we have some more news on that a little bit later but my weekend was pretty good. It was, you know, just chilled out, relaxed. Um, looking forward to that Justin um, field start. <laughs> and then Andy, I mean, Andy, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace ruined it. And so did Justin. He wouldn't play well. So 
it was like building up to a crescendo and the crescendo sucked. So we're, st- <laughs> we're staying right there in, in music, right? Yeah. So yeah. now we're recording this on a Sunday night. This will be the crescendo of the evening, this show. So when you're listening to this on Monday, understand that this is the best part of my weekend. Not really. It, <laughs> hanging out with Courtney and, and Ziggy. But you guys don't want to hear that. You guys want to hear that. This is great. Hey, man. It's pretty good for me, man, because at Sundays, it's, it's torture watching the Bears. I do the show with Jason Goff, the full go. The latest episode uh, is out now. We had uh, we had Boogie, Lance Briggs, LB mm-hmm. was on the show uh, talking about the Bears. So that's up there right now for you. Listen to that after you listen to us. But if you're already listening to us, so you're probably not going to turn over. So that's fine. Just you know, put them up next in your queue and follow them on Spotify. Uh, but, yeah, uh, how's Bill Walton doing today? The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. So the White Sox handle business in Cleveland unlike the Bears this weekend and uh, they take three out of the five games and you know look uh, they win Friday night one to nothing Uh, you couldn't even pick your favorite run scored uh, (laughs) Luis Roberts Homer you know and then they win five to two yesterday behind Lucas Giolito. We'll talk about all these games and the things that happened and we're only going to look at things in the lens of how they uh, impact the postseason. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll do it the show in, in that vein, but I think overall when you look at this team now after clinching uh, to still come back and and take the series, I think overall it's a step forward despite not playing their best baseball, but they they came out uh, of there in a series win, and we'll get to some of Lance Lynn's thoughts on this road trip here in a second. But I think overall it's not a giant step forward, but it is a step forward nonetheless for this Sox team. I think Herb, what do you think? Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I, those guys still seem like they're hungry for victories, uh, hungry to uh, pitch and play well. And like Lucas Giolito on Sunday looked great. Um, not to say the same about Lance Lynn, but I think more of that was just to get prepared for the postseason, get your pitches in. That's why Tony left him in for, for so long. But yeah, I you know after they clinched, I took a relaxed attitude towards them and didn't watch the baseball match. as much as I would, you know, because I got to do this. And also, I'm like, they don't matter anymore. Like, they're not going to catch Houston unless they just win all the rest of them. Houston loses all the rest of them. So I know where the matchup's set up. I just want health, and I want the guys to be playing semi-good going into the playoffs. But I don't even know if that even matters. Well, you say you wanted health. And you talk about this outing on Friday night from Dylan Cease, who, by the way, was was pretty dominant uh, in his mm-hmm. start before uh, he exited this ball game. Five and a third, three hits, nine strikeouts, no runs allowed there for Dylon. And then, of course, uh, you look up and I see, oh no, God, damn it! Uh, Dylan Cease takes a, a line drive off of his arm. And it's a scary moment there because I don't know if you felt the same way I did, but you look at this going on and you're like, oh, my God, they managed to finally get healthy. The starting pitchers have been healthy. And then I started you know, having flashbacks of, Lance, of, uh, of, of Carlos Rodon from last week, and I'm like, oh, my God, their entire pitching staff's going to get hurt before the postseason. That's just the way this cruel season's finally going to end. Uh, there's nothing we could do about it. But uh, Dylan Cease, uh, you know, after that Bradley Zimmer line drive, uh, you know, he, he does come out of the game. They're, they're being cautious there. And here is what uh, Dylan said after the game, which I, I enjoyed. You know, we had a good we had a good time last night. But at the end of the day, that's really just the beginning of, of the work we have ahead of us. So I think just keeping that in perspective and, and realizing, you know, we didn't we didn't come here to win, a um, you know, the AL championship. We came here to win a World Series. So I think we're all we're all pretty locked in for what's 
uh, what needs to be done next. So that's not going to sell any T-shirts, or it's not going to make people remember that, like John Lackey's quote about, I'm not here for a haircut. You know, we're here to get on. <laughs> I want some jewelry. Uh, it's not going to catch on like that. But it's good to see that Dylan appears that he will be fine. And uh, for, for a young guy to come out and say that after his start, he's gotten better as we've gone on in the season, and it's making me rethink my stance about uh, being scared of him in a, in a postseason game. Yeah, he's looking really sharp, looking uh, dominant. We've always said he has the best stuff on the team, and now he's putting it all together. Maybe that core velocity belt has uh, hooked him up. We saw a little dip in in uh, spin rate when the the uh, crackdown in on sticky stuff came down. But as Lucas Giolito did, he adjusted. That's what good pitchers do. The guys who are not as good, James Karinchek, didn't adjust, <laughs> and you see the numbers keep on going up and up, or you get sent down. That is what champions do, and Dylan Cease has learned how to pitch, and I think probably to his betterment, just like, okay, I don't have to depend on other stuff. If he was using it, whatever, I can just use what I have out there, and they're not fucking with it. And the confidence that goes with that, um, sorry, Techno, the, that, that you know you could throw 97, 98, and then you could snap that 12 to 6 uh, knuckle curve over, and they're not messing with it. That's all Dylan needed. And we saw a couple starts before where he was the old Dylan Cease, where one thing went wrong and then it ruined his whole start. Now this year, it's more uh, focused. It's more, okay, that happened. Who cares? Let's move on to the next batter. But yeah, just like you, when I saw that, I was like, that hit his elbow. The season's over. I hate baseball. It's like that Twilight Zone where the guy was always busy and he couldn't do anything. And then, like, a post-apocalyptic thing happened, and he had all the time in the world, and he was the only one on the earth. <laughs> and then he dropped his glasses and stepped on them. He's like, oh, no, I can't read. I can't see. There was time. There was time. And I felt like that. I was like, we're right here. The precipice. We already clinched it. And now we're going to lose him. And then Lance looks kind of bad on Saturday. Son of a bitch. There was time. We were here. Everything came together. All our people were back. But yeah, it's uh, luckily it didn't hit the elbow. It's just a contusion on the whether the forearm or the uh, uh, the tricep. So I'm fine if he just sits out for the next until the playoffs. Hell, just get some side sessions in. Yeah. I don't care. Well, That's I guess all I want Lance was talking about it. Like these guys like to have they. Lance said it after the game, like they like to have one more start, like they like to be on a relative schedule, like they like to get into a game and pitch before the postseason. They don't want to just put it on cruise control and, and relax. Like they like to still stay in the in the game here. So I, I think you know, uh, I don't know if he Dylan Cease will be able to. Make, it'll be tricky for him. Uh, I know they like it. Yeah, he likes it, but yeah, Dylan Cease hasn't pitched this many innings in his career. I don't believe. No, it's a good point. First- longest season he's ever pitched so rest will be great for him and you can get your representative pitches if he wants to be gassed get a simulated game versus in um, batting practice whatever all i want is this man to be as best as he can be when it the bell rings and like you said if carlos rodon maybe can't go for game one two or three and he's just out for the ds i would feel good with dylan cease going on the bump for game four or no, game three of that would have to be. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine with that. So in the conclusion of that game on Friday, the one nothing victory, Ryan Burr comes in, does a hell of a job, uh, gets out of the inning that, that Dylan left there. 
uh, and Bummer coming in with a clean inning, two punch outs. Craig Kimbrell, you see the good and the bad from Craig Kimbrell. I, I wouldn't call Sunday bad, bad, but he was real good on Dirty uh, Craig. On, yeah, Dirty Craig was back. He had the uh, what is it, the Infinity Gauntlet? That's the what the Sox do in the clubhouse, where if you strike out the side in the bullpen, you get the the Infinity Gauntlet, the Thanos, uh, whatever the, the dweebs movie is that the the Avengers, uh, <laughs> uh, the Avengers. Yeah, so Craig Kimbrell gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and then Liam Hendricks gets the uh, the save on Friday, but Luis Robert with the lone home run there in the game, and the Sox win one to nothing there on Friday night. A pretty uh, Once you found out Dylan Cease was, was okay, it was a pretty enjoyable Friday night, a nice way to ease into the weekend. And tip of the cap to Ethan Katz and the, the coaching staff uh, for what they've done with Dylan Cease this year. As you said, he's getting better and better as the season goes on. So uh, we'll talk about Saturday, Sunday here uh, in a second here after a quick timeout. But right now, Herb has got something for you. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate. There are a lot of flavors out there. I just got one in the mail the other day. I think it was cookies and cream. I have it in my bag right now. When I go to work the other day, it was like I work from 2 to 6 after I do the Lawrence Home Show. And so from that whole time after I eat lunch, that's a long time to not eat anything. And usually I'm reaching for, you know, brand name uh, candy bar. Instead, got my cookies and cream. It got me to lunch or to dinner time when I got home. So if you want to have a delicious flavor that's only 130 to 180 calories with 17 to 18 grams of protein, reach for a built bar. They have amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Like I said, I like the cookies cream. I know you, Tanny. You like the German chocolate. That's oh, one of your favorites, right? Please, huh? We're on YouTube here tonight. I got my whole drawer here of built Bars that I keep here down with me in the basement. Let's see. I still got some German chocolates here. I got some coconut here. It's all love. I, I love all the flavors uh, that I've had uh, at Built Bar. You know, the best part about them is they will keep you full. Like you said, they're good for you. You're talking about 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar in, in as little as 130 calories. And the sugar, forget about it, please. Only four to five grams of sugar per bar. Right now, you go to Built.com and use our promo code Locked On, and you will get... 15% off at built.com. That's built.com, promo code locked on, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. Builtbar.com, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, Herb, so Saturday, Sunday here. Uh, before we get, uh, get started here talking about these games here, uh, betting on the Sox doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I mentioned Lance Lynn on Saturday. He's another one uh, that had a little bit of an injury. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, he comes out and the coaching staff comes out and I'm freaking out because then you're talking about for real, for real, that's probably your game one starter. That may change. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a tug. It just felt weird for a second. Uh, and then once I was able to throw a couple more pitches, uh, I was good to go. It's basically nothing to do with the knee. I mean, that's probably what caused it. So there's a little bit of a tug going on there. He's talking about his back. Uh, watch yourself there. Uh, yeah, so he's got some back issues, and it sounds like he's overcompensating with the lack of drive he can get on that knee there. Uh, but he overall was, was not particularly good on Saturday, and I don't put too much stock in that because he seems like a guy who's just trying to 
get to the finish line here, and he knows what he has to do physically to get ready for the postseason. Uh, but Lance, I thought he was very, very uh, eloquent here talking about what happened to him, uh, at least in terms of his start on Saturday. Lance, uh, it seemed like in the sixth inning, uh, you know, the the Indians didn't hit the ball hard at all, and you looked uh, frustrated by it. Uh, could you talk about that sixth inning? Yeah, they scored three runs and got a bunch of hits. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lance. So he was not really good, and, and I got got to thinking, you know, Lance, like I like to live my life in, in through via Lance Lynn, okay? Like, you know, he's my spirit animal. He's an all-Sox fan spirit animal. I, Lance Lynn echoed my sentiments about this road trip this season uh, after the game. Everything's good. Uh, we clinched two days ago. It's been a long road trip. I think everyone's kind of over the road trip, to be honest with you. So uh, we're looking forward to getting back home, but we got two more games on this road trip. Need to finish up strong, um, keep moving, keep everybody healthy, getting their at-bats, playing what they need to play to get ready for October. So the Sox do lose 6 nothing on Saturday. Lance goes six innings, seven hits, six runs. They were all earned. Uh, gives up the gives up the two home runs there. Uh, Ruiz and Burr come in to close that one out. So, I, you know, the, the injury thing, that, that seems like something that's not – something you have to worry about because let's be real here you're only looking at these starts now you're 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 asking a guy to get you through one start at a time here you're not trying to get Lance Lynn have get you through to the a month of baseball here it's really all about getting through his next start relatively healthy and then getting him ready for game one or game two whatever it's going to be but I I'm not worried about Lance Lynn he did not seem to be worried the fact that he didn't take him out of that game uh, probably ha- has me, you know, feeling the same. Like I'm not worried about that either. So, wh- what's your? Let me take your temperature here about Lance Lynn. Are you worried about him going into not the postseason? All. Not at not all. Not at all. Okay. And and what Lance Lynn is not a guy who's making excuses. Dallas Keuchel. He's a guy that says, "Okay, I sucked. You know, whatever. I wasn't out there trying to. You know, Lance. He's trying to win, but also he's not pushing it down the the pedal down to the ground. So he gasses himself going to the playoffs. He was trying to get his work in. That's all it was, he assignment. He understood it and he got it and got it done. My guy Lance is all good. I'm fine with him. Just get his numbers in there, throwing the ball over the plate. If Cleveland wants to hit it, they hit it. He didn't give up any walks. F it. Let's go to the next start. And that's why I feel about Lance. I I know when the bell rings and it's going against Houston, he'll show up, and I know he'll give you maximum effort. And I know that. Cleveland is a good hitting team, so sometimes they're going to get those soft contact hits or hits just right in the right spot that drop in. I mean, Jose Ramirez is Jose Ramirez still. (laughs) Yeah. um, Thankfully, we don't have to consider not pitching to him anymore. We're done with Jose Ramirez. Uh, But, man, what a player he is. Uh, I wish. Uh, You know, maybe they'll trade him to the National League. Uh, Trade him to the NL West, uh, although that's the team that the Sox would have to face next year. Trade him to the NL NL East. I don't care. (laughs) Trade Trade that pest Miles Straw, too. Yeah. How about, yeah, I'm Miles Straw. I saw him way too much. He was in Houston. He was a pest. And now he's in Cleveland just hitting balls, just in play and and making it uh, safe. But he's a terrible – him – and what's that guy that uh um, wait so would Zimmer, you so that would, Bradley Zimmer there are some bad base runners so would you say uh that's the last straw you've had with Miles would you say that would you say oh. yikes really 
Oh, come on, Stoney. Thanks, Stoney. Stoney Thanks, laughed Stoney. at one of my jokes later on. I'll, I'll play that for you in a second here. But how good was it to hear our guy, the Dazzler, on with AJ on Saturday night, huh? How about that? Oh, so good. I turned it on. I was like, immediately, I was like, the Dwayne Wayne Dazzler, holy crap. I remember he got a, a shot last week. I think it was in uh, Milwaukee to do his first Fox game. And, you know, Wayne, he lives for baseball. Got that New York job a couple years ago. Shared the booth. And now him and Howie Rose are the only ones doing that uh, on the radio. And then he gets the TV gig on Fox, I think, in part because his one of his good buddy, Joe Davis, uh, unfortunately, he gets COVID. He's one of the Fox voices and he's the Dodgers head uh, guy. Him and Oro have a uh, Coral. Uh, Oral, see, I just said, <laughs> left that out there. Oral Hershiser uh, was a close contact of that. So yeah. he gets the call up. It was deserved anyways. And now we see. Wayne, of course, with our guy, A.J. Brzezinski, calling the Saturday game. I wish we would have performed a little better in front of Wayne Randazzo, even though he's not, you know, grew up. He did grew up a Cub fan. The guy probably uh, still admires the White Sox uh, as he worked at their score for many years and doing White Sox pre and post when Chris Ranji was out and some uh, updates. Too. He, he ought to. I, I like I like to take partial credit for uh, Wayne's trajectory in his career because I, I produced a lot of those games and. The, uh, the 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 late summer and uh, of 2012 when I was uh, you know middling and I was reeling and I was trying to figure out if I was going to stay at the score but I, I worked a lot of those shows with with the Dazzler and uh, he did a damn good job and he's turned himself into a, a really a premier broadcaster across baseball uh, but I think the Cubby Colors uh, you know the Cubby fandom did. Uh, rear its ugly head and uh, AJ definitely uh, I think he let him have it AJ was out there breaking balls with him uh, out of the gate here's a little clip from Saturday Abreu flied out to right his first time up next homer for Abreu will give him another 30 home run 100 RBI year and about 30 years of White Sox first baseman take up that list what a run it's been at that position Frank Thomas a Hall of Famer Paul Canerco a White Sox great and your former teammate and now Jose Abreu has picked up right where Canerco left off. Frank 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 doesn't get my former teammate love on there also. And they played with Frank. <laughs> I did for one year 2005 and just wait I love Frank so Frank were you really a first baseman or were you a DH let's be honest. Man, pow ping AJ's got shots for everybody here out here in these streets man uh, but yeah. And I heard later on when he was talking about uh, Hawk firing Tony La Russa. He's like, well, more than Hawk had anything to do with that one. It's just more than just one guy who can fire a manager. I was like, calm down, AJ. People know it's Hawk. Hey, man, that's his dad. He's got to, he's got to you know, uh, cover up for his dad there, wouldn't you? So, all right. Uh, yeah, so that was Saturday's game. It was great to hear our guy Randazzo uh, on with uh, AJ. Always enjoyable experience. All right, let's get to the to the real, the, the best game, I think, uh, of the weekend here was uh, Sunday. Of course, during the Bears, I had it on the big screen and I had the Bears going on my laptop so trying to watch yeah I was trying to trying to watch both and and thankfully uh, I did uh, watch both and I had my my sound on for the Sox the Sox win five to two in the finale here in Cleveland and uh, Lucas Giolito was uh, was really damn good and I think and you have two groups guys who we need to get going and guys who are ready for the postseason and and I would say Lucas is uh, more than ready for the postseason here Lucas goes six, gives up five hits, one walk, six strikeouts, and that's it. He gives up no runs. Uh, Kopech comes in, 
Crochet comes in. Kimbrell gave up an opposite field home run. Uh, you talk about the good and the bad of Kimbrell this weekend, and then Liam Hendricks comes on for his 36th save of the season. But uh, Lucas Giolito uh, really is, is going in the postseason pitching some really good baseball. And I ask you, Herb, if you had to make your decision today, let's say that was the last weekend series of the year and everything else was the same, you know, Lynn with the with the in, you know injury and, and cease, uh, how – would you line up game one and two, games one and two in Houston in terms of the uh, the pitching rotation here? I think Lucas is putting himself in a spot where I may consider him going number one, game one. Um, Only way I would have Lucas go game one if Lynn tells me he's not ready. Okay, I got to have my bulldog out there. And while I think uh, Lucas is an ace, this year he's not the ace of this staff. It's Lance Lynn, and before he got – injured slash tired it was Carlos Rodon then Lucas is a great third option right there but as you said he's rounded into form this year earlier he was rough people were catching that uh change up and sitting on that high change up and crushing especially in Boston now in this second half of the season especially in September and his three starts in September he's got an ERA in the twos He's rounding into form. He's striking out batters with more regularity than he's walking people. So it's looking like I would have him the second pitcher in Houston if it was to go that way. And by the way, White Sox only down by three games with six to play. That's why I'm thinking like it's going to be really hard for the White Sox to catch up. But three of those games that Houston is playing are versus the Tampa Bay Rays. So they do have a tough opponent in that. I think the last three they play are versus the LA Angels. So Theoretically, the White Sox could catch up to them as they have Detroit, two versus the Reds, and then three versus Detroit again. So uh, if they want to push the pedal down to the metal, they can. So I would say Lance Lynn starts the first one. Giolito gets the second one. And depending on Rodon's health, Rodon slash Cease on the third one, and then the other one goes to the fourth one. Yeah, I, you know, that that's a good point. And I guess my takeaway is, you feel pretty good about it, you know. Especially, you know, you all you need to do is take one uh, out of those first two on the road, and you and you're able to tilt home field advantage back in your favor. So yeah, you got to be feeling really good about how Lucas Giolito's performed lately, and uh, those that's a pretty good one too right there, in in Lynn and Giolito. And I got to tell you, man, the Sox didn't face Greinke when they were down there uh, in Houston, you know. That's their ace, but it's got an ERA over four. That's that's going to be really interesting to see how the Sox hitters approach him. I don't want to get into a playoff preview here, but that you know, you talk about a game one that can be had, a Lynn versus versus Granky situation. I feel pretty good about that, man. You know, and it's not because I picked this team to win the World Series. This is not how I would have drawn it up. I thought they would get home field throughout, and you'd feel a little bit better about this. But yeah, I, I feel pretty confident going into the postseason, especially after the weekend the Sox just had. Still need to see some better at bats overall from the offense, but. I think the pitching staff is, you know, got the guys that are there and healthy, uh, they're they're back in the form. Lance Lynn, I, I believe that he's going to get it together, and uh, he's just, you know, he knows what he has to do to to get it done. So there was another thing here that happened in this game, Herb. Um, something very interesting. If you, if let me ask you something, mm-hmm. if one of us gets mentioned during a Sox game, uh, but it's running simultaneously against the Bears, uh, does it actually happen? It's sort of like a tree falling in the forest situation. Does the does does it actually happen that I get mentioned during the Sox game? Well, let's, you you guys can be the judge here. But there was an interesting conversation 
uh, going on on Twitter. I think Benetti was looking for some engagement. Uh, this is one of those times where usually you get mentioned during a game. This is like my third or fourth, third or fourth mention, I think, from Jason. I'll get text messages and tweets like, oh, Tanny, they mentioned you. But no one was watching that damn Sox game. But, of course, I was because I'm a lunatic. And I, was, I had had it with the Bears by, already at that point. Um, but Jason did a thing on Twitter where he said uh, – Pick a Bears, pick a football offense using eleven guys, but using only White Sox players. Mm-hmm. So I, I will, I will reveal my uh, top eleven here uh, before we get out of here. But let me play. Uh, I, I will say this: I had Lance Lynn at left tackle, and here's the on-air uh, mm-hmm. back and forth with Benetti and Stone uh, about my tweet. I tweeted at Jason uh, my my eleven guys. Here's what Jason said. So there's a conversation that's just gone on in my Twitter mentions that I'd like to share with you. Sure. About the football team we're putting together. Chris Tannehill, big Sox fan, tweeted an offensive line that included Lance Lynn at left tackle. And then somebody responded to him, a guy named David responded to him, as this to third might be two, Chang and Miller. There's double play. David tweeted, I think you got to put Abreu at left tackle. He's protected the Sox for years and is probably the strongest dude on that line. Chris responded, feel free to tell Lance you think he's out of position. Two down for Yohan. Thank you for the courtesy laugh, Stoney. Uh, you know, and it's always uh, fun to hear your name, uh, you know, uh, woven in, in uh, double play there. Uh, you know, that's when you know you've truly made it when they're they're weaving in an anecdote about someone uh, and you're that someone and then there's a double play and that's just baseball there. But I asked you, Herb, I gave you a homework assignment. Do you yep. have a, a, a White Sox roster of, of, yeah, White Sox Twitter? Oh, oh what the fuck is up? White Sox Twitter. You think Vito will be in the Sopranos prequel? Not likely, but I'm hopeful. Uh, 11 White Sox guys for a football offense. Do you have one for me? Then I'll give you mine. I do. And well, you know what? Let's go ahead. I, I was saying, you, let's, go position by, you want to go position by position? Let's do that. Yeah. You're, you're, now you're thinking uh, like, like a producer. That's, that's, okay. what, that's what we are here. So <laughs> Before I do this, while you're listening, don't say no. Don't say no, I would have. Just when, tweet us, Actor World 23, Chris Tannehill, or Locked on Socks with your 11, okay? Cool. I went with the format of quarterback, running back, tight end, left tackle, guard, center, right guard, right tackle, and then three wide receivers. I went so a little different by my construction. Fullback? I did go to it with a fullback because of the personnel I have. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, who, who's your QB1? My QB1 is Michael Kopech. He grew up in Texas. He's 6'3", <laughs> 6'5". He looks like the part of a quarterback. Agreed. That's my QB one. Also, this is a guy that got the quiet confidence. He's got the quarterback good looks. He's got the arm for it. He's got the composure, and he's a guy that I think people would naturally follow. Yeah, so that's a good call. We're lockstep. We have to disagree. I'm sure here at some point. But QB one, Michael Kopech for this game. That's never going to happen. So what? It doesn't matter. So don't get mad, uh, all you listening out there. All right, Michael Kopech, QB. Who do you got? Your wide receivers. My wide receivers are Luis Robert, Adam Engel, Tim Anderson. All right. That's pretty close to what I have. I only have two wide receivers. I've got Robert, T.A., and those are my two wide receivers. So, yeah, we're, we're locked up there. Angle, a great speed guy. So, yeah, we're this is this is not He'll going. He'll be my slot guy. This is, yeah, this is not going well here. Uh, we're, we're too agreeable. Uh, who do you got at running back? 
Yoan Moncada is my running oh, back. Jesus he, Christ. He's, he's built like a running back. He <laughs> looks exactly like a running back. <laughs> so this is what happens. We, we're like basically like a married couple. I and, talk to you more than my wife. We did, we did not confer with each other on this <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah, I, I told her, I said, don't look at mine uh, on Twitter, and uh, and, I, and we'll go through it on the show. Yeah, Moncada is my running back also. Uh, so I skipped the third wide receiver. I have Liam Hendricks as my fullback. You know, he's got the, the background in Australian rules, rules football with his dad. And he's mm-hmm. a crazy person that I want out there uh, being my lead blocker. So I got Liam Hendricks at fullback. What about tight end, Herb? What do you got? My tight end, I have Eloy Jimenez. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. I've got Eloy, too. What's your reasoning? And, and, uh, Eloy's big, tall, athletic, more athletic than you thought he is. And he's got a big body, too. So he can seal the blocks. If he needs to to block, he can uh, do that, too. So, you, you yeah, think- Eloy. You think Eloy, Eloy would be great? You think Eloy would, would would engage and set an edge there? Do you think he would do that? Oh, all the time and just laugh. <laughs> I got you. Hi, mom. I could definitely see him though going going over the middle with the red gloves, making a play right there. Uh, and there's no net on a football field, so I think he would be okay. All right, now there's got to be some variance here, some difference in opinion. Uh, let's let's start left tackle. Who do you got at your left tackle? Same one you got at left tackle. <laughs> Literally. Well, yeah, this one is Lance Lynn. Yeah, this one is a, is a slam dunk, man, because you're talking about a big, tough guy. Long who, levers. Yeah, exactly. A guy you just want having your back at all times. Uh, your blind side. That's the man right there, Lance Lynn. That's a pretty easy one. All right, who do you got starting guard? guard left number. guard. You want both of them? Or just the left one. Yeah, you do both of them. Uh, left guard. I have Evan Marshall. He's a big one. He's he was, a road grader. Yep, he was almost uh, one of my guards. Who's your other one? My other guard is Liam Hendricks, so I know you won't have that. He's uh, got a big butt. He's low to the ground, like I said, Australian rules football history. Solid base. Rugby, the, yeah. The football guys say solid base. Yeah. So, yeah, he he's my right guard. Whenever Mac would talk about uh, players in their asses, he'd always reference the great Algie Crumpler. Algernon Darius Crumpler's got a big ass. Yeah. All right, so my guards, I've got uh, Ruiz and Rodin. Don, I got those two tough guys. You know, uh, I, I went by by height here, but also Ruiz was just a feel. It's the guy's got some tattoos. Uh, he's kind of nasty out there. You know, uh, that's a, that's a good guy I want to have at, at uh, my left guard. And Rodon is a big boy too with a solid base uh, and got a little bit of an edge to him there as well. So, uh, what about center? Who do you got? I mean, if it's got a center and it's got a C on there. <laughs> I gotta have Jose Abreu there. <laughs> That's what I he's have. He's the too. one who's calling out the calling out the plays, calling out the Mike linebacker. He's the one screaming, "Yeah, yeah!" <laughs> when they win the championship, yeah. he's he's Olin esque. All right, so that's what I have as well. You know, I did think about Olin. I always think about Olin when I, when you think about a center and you're and you're the leader of your line. What kind of demeanor do you want? You want a guy that's battle tested, uh, a guy that's been through all the wars, someone who's tough. There's no one that's tougher on this roster than Jose Abreu, especially what he's been through this year. Uh, who does that your right tackle spot there, Herb? You've already mentioned him, and I got Carlos Rodon as my right tackle. People are like, Carlos Rodon? Yeah, he's a big boy. I don't know if you guys understand if, or if you've ever seen him in person. He is a huge man, 6'3", I think about 250, if that, that's listed weight. The man is a big dude, and he's got some decent long levers, and I think he can get the job done at right tackle, protecting my uh, front side. Well, I've got Gavin Sheets Michael there. Michael front side. Yeah, I've got Gavin Sheets there uh, on the right side. You know, he's 6'5", 230. 
and I like what Gavin's shown this year. So that that's why I don't know if it matters. I'm not smart enough about football. So I have a guy that's right-handed playing left tackle, and I have a guy that's left-handed playing right tackle. So I don't know if that works. If like that's actually might be right. I did uh, the same thing too. <laughs> so yeah. So that's where we're at. All right. So we're our very agreeable 2021 White Sox football team. That was very a fun topic. And, and there. I'm, I'm going to tell everybody like when we tweet this out before they listen, like make your own list and see if it jives with ours. And you might come with the same actual people. I mean, I think 99% of the people will come up with Michael Kopech as a quarterback. He looks as he looks the part. Yeah. For whatever it's worth, you know, uh, Twitter can be a very nasty uh, place filled with vitriol, but I got a lot of retweets for my lineups. I think people saw it on first blush and they definitely weren't looking at a depth chart and looking at heights and weights of guys. Like, you know, they were definitely weren't looking at that comparing it, but they're just like, yeah, that looks good. That passed the smell test with Danny's lineup. So yeah. Uh, so tweet at Jason too, uh, and, uh, let him know that, uh, you know, you, uh, you you enjoyed his uh, topic there during the Bears game. It was certainly more entertaining than the Bears game itself. All right, we'll take a quick timeout before we get out of here. Uh, we'll preview tomorrow's game. Excuse me, tonight's game. Excuse me, today's game. It's another day game here in Detroit. That's next yes. year on Locked on White Sox. And Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Upside. Sox fans, it's Chris Tannehill and Herb Lawrence with an incredible oh. app everyone needs to buy gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or baseball. Use the promo code BASEBALL for us. Baseball is your promo code, okay? If there's any confusion there, that's on me. Hand up. Use promo code baseball. Get to get a bonus twenty five cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to fifty fifty cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get the cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use our promo code baseball and get up to fifty cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot more are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code BASEBALL for GetUpside. Tell them Lockdown sent you. And Herb's got a word right now from DirecTV, don't you, Herb? I do. You got one device that lets you catch the game live and it'll let you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about something simple, a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct Stream. It brings you all your live TV on demand favorites together like no one like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports movies, shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, ever another device ever again. I'm screwing this read up. And the best part. There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get to DirecTV together with DirecTV. Ah, damn it. Three, two, one, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All I right. should do it again, but, you no. know. Whatever. I'll clean that one up for the audio version, uh, but uh, the YouTube people may have a little treat there. But uh, goddamn YouTube people! It, it's what. It, hey, look, the YouTube is the raw dog. Like that's the one. I'll just I'll put it up there because editing video takes way too much time. Yes. Uh, so you know, you guys are getting the real treat there on YouTube. But uh, 
You know what? I fucked it up on if you're watching my beautiful face. <laughs> At least you're watching my face. That's good. And sorry about that, Techno. Yeah, we're, we always apologize. Um, speaking of uh, that, we did have a voicemail here I wanted to get to. Uh, 312-566-8727. Before we close out the show, that's 312-566-8727. That's Harold Baines, AJ Przinsky, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson. If you can't remember it, it's so easy. How could you forget those guys? All right, here is... Oh, look at it. It's an old friend. Yeah, Frank Medicino <laughs> over here. <laughs> a nice weekend. Got a couple wins without the benefit of a home run. Uh, you got a home run. You got a... Uh, <laughs> eh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Go fuck myself. Damn dog barking. <laughs> oh, Frank. <laughs> dog, Frank. <laughs> Frank's dog. And he never called back. So, uh, yeah, I had tweeted out a poll question earlier today uh, on my Twitter at twitter.com <laughs> slash Chris Tannehill. I asked the question that everyone uh, wanted to know the answer of. It's like, which offense would be more productive uh, on Sunday afternoon? Would it be Matt Nagy's offense or Frank Menachino's offense? And uh, this is at the point the games, each game, the Sox had three runs, the Bears had three points. And then in a whopping, whopping, in a, in a rout, a landslide, Frank Menachino came up uh, 94.5% to 5.5% over Matt Nagy. So people had more faith in Frank Menachino over here than Matt Nagy. And the Bears only. And they were wrong. They were wrong, but just big time. But just barely. Like if <laughs> if the Bears didn't get that PI called uh, to get them into field goal range, like they would still yes. li- be walking out of there with only the three points. And the Sox obviously scoring more than three on Sunday afternoon. Uh, they they came away uh, on Sunday was they had that uh, they had five runs. They scored five mm-hmm. runs. So the the Bears barely beat them, uh, and the Sox didn't have any. Uh, you know, errors aiding them that led to any runs anyway, and the, of course the Bears had that PI there. So I feel vindicated. Uh, it's still six to five. That's not what you want for your football no. team. That shouldn't have been that close, to be honest with you. It was meant to be a joke, and then the scores had me like it has me looking like, oh, he had a valid point there. It's just not what I wanted to achieve. But the, the uh, Lance Lynn's road trip continues here, and uh, could you imagine having to go back to Detroit during a road trip here? Nothing against Detroit, but you're already on the the end end of a long trip including a clinching celebration with a doubleheader mixed in there you had bad weather in Detroit earlier now the Sox have to go back as part of that makeup game and they're playing basically right now they're, they're playing at noon today and so we'll break that one down for tomorrow's show if there's anything of note that comes out of that one but right now we're looking at a pitching matchup and how about Dallas Keuchel by the way you get to go back to Detroit uh, maybe he's got some better wet weather here to go against him, uh, but he's 8-9 and nine with a 5-1-8 ERA. Oof. And he's going up against Matt Manning of the Tigers, and the Sox come home to face Cincinnati. But uh, just looking at the, the matchups here, you know, uh, Grandal got some success against Manning, as does Cesar Hernandez, Gavin Sheets. You know, there's limited sample size here, but Sheets and Vaughn both have some success there. Uh, but uh, I almost said Cameron Diaz. Daz Cameron. That's how you know it's late and I'm getting <laughs> tired. I, I read Cameron, comma, Daz, and I immediately my brain's like, Cameron Diaz in the mask. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so Daz Cameron's got a, a nice little uh, three for three against Dallas Keuchel and uh, other guys. Jonathan Scope, who doesn't he hit off? He's in 471 off, off of uh, Dallas. So, you know, the Sox are just trying to get out of this uh, road trip healthy and get back home, but it uh, be a nice one to get. Uh, if you're trying to get uh, home field advantage against Houston, as you said. So uh, that's all I got. 
We'll break that one down for you tomorrow here on Locked on Sox, Herbie. I wonder if Dallas, I mean, if Dallas gets to go there and then like the relievers they're going to use and then everybody else who's a starter or reliever they're not going to use just goes right home from Cleveland. That would be the best thing. It's like, I don't need to be there, guys. I don't want to be in Detroit in the afternoon. The board a plane to Detroit for a game I'm not going to play in. F that garbage. I'm going home. <laughs> see, see y'all. See y'all on Tuesday night. So, but yeah, that is Chris Tanhill. I'm Herb Lawrence at Chris Tanhill at Ecknerwall23, and the show is at Locked On. You already know where our YouTube is, so go there and subscribe there at Locked On Socks. And thank you for making it your first listen. Locked On Socks, your first listen. We really appreciate it, and it's always free. And it's always on Locked On Socks on YouTube. So go there and subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so you can know when we drop our newest video. And you can see and hear me screw up a read for DirecTV. <laughs> I'm sorry, DirecTV. People know about your DirecTV stream now a little bit more because they had to concentrate on the words I was stumbling over. God <laughs> damn it. Um, so for Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for listening to Locked On Socks. <laughs>